Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Staples knows that when the leave-behinds for your sales call get left behind at your office, it's time. When you need to print 30 pages and you're 300 miles from the office, it's time. And when the intern packed the Harrington file, not the Farrington file, it's definitely time. And it's times like these when you can count on Staples. Access your files from email, the cloud, or USB, and then print, copy, fax, or scan them. And get back to business fast. Visit your nearby Staples. It's pro time. Blog Talk Radio. you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. I am so honored to be here today. Today, today, today is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We we'll want to apologize. So proud to our starter. We keyed in the wrong selection, but that's okay because we lie. <laughs> and I want to show that because sometimes things don't go right. You try to do the best you can and things happen. So what you do, you go on. You shake it off and go on. I encourage you today. When you seem like you're trying to do stuff and stuff don't go right, shake it off and keep going. We want to give all honor and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to you, uh, my brother and sister, for joining us once again on our weekly that program here, and I'm excited about what God is doing. We got some. Uh, we have a guest that's lined up at the 8:30 hour. This is a morning program, so we're on from uh, 8 in the morning to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So please, please, please lock lock that into your phone or your iPad or your tablet or whatever it may be, and tune in to us each and every week. We have a great. Uh, line up a guest, and I'm always excited about what God is doing in the life of his people, and what God is doing in your life, because I know that God is up to something, I can feel it, I can feel it, I can feel it, God is up to something in your life, and all the life of the believer, oh, I had a great week last week, I was over at the uh, at Dallas Life, I, I mentored several men over there, and we had a great mentoring session, and we talk about life, and we talk about experience, and we talk about uh, upcoming events in our life. I'm talking about trying to be reestablished in society, about seeking jobs, having relationships with family and friends, being reconnected. I'm going to put it that way, being reconnected with family and friends, and also uh, making plans to exit uh, that program. It's a nine-month program, but at the end of the nine months, those young men and ladies have an opportunity to move out and get their own place, and we have been very uh, 
blessing, successful in, in assisting some men and women to move out on their own, and I thank God for it. And and uh, and they called me up from time to time, and they let me know that they're doing well, and we're still in a relationship. And that's what it's supposed to be about. You're supposed to build on a on relationship. Don't get, just don't just share a little time with me. Come on now, walk with me. Walk with me in this journey of life. You know, I need to know that I'm not alone. I need to know that you have the same problems I have. I need to know that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And I need to salute you when you're doing well, when you've been successful. And when you're not, I need to pick you up. I need to mourn with you. I need to uh, uh, I need to pray with you when things ain't going right because it could be me. It should have been me. It was me. If you know what I mean, you know, so we want to thank God for this opportunity to speak into the life of God's people. But as I was saying earlier, this is a very special time of the year here. We're coming up on Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And today I'm going over to the juvenile department and share with our young men what does says the Lord. Get them a Thanksgiving message to let them know they have a reason to be thankful. Even being incarcerated, they have a reason to be thankful. And as we do the street ministry, we have we tell those men and women they have a reason to be thankful because they could be dead and gone. And things could be a lot of work, but we all have a reason. We woke up this morning. That's a reason to be thankful right now. We were able to uh, taste the food that we're eating. That's a reason to be thankful now. But most of all, being thankful for God loving us. You know, Titus 3 and 3 said at one time we was rebellious. We was uh, foolish. We was haters. We hated one another and we hated ourselves. But when God manifested his love to us and reconciled us to his Father in heaven and washed us and rejuvenated us, and then we became an heir to the heavenly kingdom. Oh, that's awesome now. That's, that's awesome now. Just think about it. After all the things that we had done to ourselves, God still came from heaven to earth. He left the throne of grace and mercy and came to seal by us. He left heaven abode to dwell with sinful men and to let us know that he loves us. Let us know that there's a consequences for our decisions, but let us know that yet he still loves us. Yes, you got to go through this. Yes, you abuse your body. So now you got some you got some illness, but God is able. Yes, you didn't manage your money. You had to go through some things, but God is able. He kept you until you came into your right mind. He kept you until you realized that, that you uh, need some help. He kept you. You know, I talk to men all the time, and sometimes they that some occasionally they get a little bitter because they done got better now, they done got better, they see the consequences of their mishaps and their wayward lifestyle. They say, whoa, man, I, maybe I'm being punished for this. I said, no, you're not being punished, but things just happen. I remember when Jesus was on the cross and people was hurling insults at him. And some people probably in the crowd were saying that that's what you deserve. And they were saying different things. And he still said, Father, forgive them. He said, Father, into your soul, into your hand, I commit my soul. And that's the spirit that we have to have. Father, I'm sorry for this ill mishap in my life. Please watch over me, protect me, cover me. Give me uh, wisdom, give me insight on these things that are plaguing me. And guess what? God is able to do those things. <laughs> you listen to Free on the Inside. Uh, they call in numbers 310-982-4126. You two could call in and be a part of the show. We have our co-host on the line right now. We're going to bring him in this morning. Good morning, Mr. Daniel. Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How are you doing today? 
I'm, I'm doing great though. Well, we have a guest. We have a guest coming up here at the eight thirty hour, but I just wanted to just uh, to have this time just to reflect on how good God been to us, you know, and His people. Amen. And we come up on this year, uh, this time of year, Thanksgiving, brothers. You are a couple of weeks away from designated time of Thanksgiving in the life of a nation and the life of God's people. I have I have so many reasons to be thankful, man, just for life and health and strength. Just knowing that I'm a friend of God. Just knowing that I got I have a roof over my head that provides to me by God. I have food on my table that comes from God. I have a reason to be thankful. You know, and I want to share that with our uh brothers and sisters too. I'm going over to the juvenile today as I stated earlier, to share with them what does says the Lord. So what you got up for us today? Well, I don't have much today, Rose. Like I'm saying, I'm just glad. We're just blessed to be here today. And uh, like you say, next month, next week is a special day. You know, and everybody, you know, families are getting together and, you know, recapping how good God has been to us all year. You know, been just been blessed this year. Been a pretty hectic year, but still we made it. You yes, know? we did. Yes, still we did. Made, and we know, we and we have to thank God for that too, brother. Dad. You know, and, and you know, in the life of a Christian man, we got a lot of ups and downs, man. Our life should be excited. You know, I don't know what tomorrow holds, man, but I pray that I'm ready for it, man, that it don't overtake me. You know. You know, with a cause, or health, or family, or finances, every day is an adventure. But you could be, uh, uh, you could be uh, rest assured that you're in the presence of the Lord, whether you're on top of the mountain or whether you're in the valley. It's all good. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, uh, uh, brother Daniel, uh, just to recap, we had our. Uh, Outreach ministry meeting yesterday, and uh, we had a nice little turnout. A few people came over. A couple of other uh, uh, people came over. They were interested in the ministry. We pray that we gave them enough information to allow them to be a part of what we're doing. But we had a nice little take, and we were just doing a recap on all the the the, uh, uh, the yearly events that we had done. And I made mention of that. We went down to the street ministry. Uh, a couple of times, I'm talking about us as a ministry on that Saturday and how you was down there and your wife and how we had a great time. And I was encouraging the new members or the ones, the potential members, that we're not overly concerned about having enough of resources because we know that we can't meet the needs of all the people that that's in need. But we're going to do our part and someone else will come along and do their part. And and it's a, it's a joy to know that we're not in this alone, you know. And as we look around down there, you see many people, there's three or four little bitty groups that's always out doing stuff, you know. At the same time when you are out there, somebody else is out there too. And I got to think about how the scripture said for one plants and one waters, but God gives the increase. Yeah. You know? and so mm-hmm. we want to thank you and your family for coming out. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much for you giving me a chance to doing this stuff. You know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, I got a lot of things that's, that's in the in the in the pot. I call it the stew pot. Got a lot of things that I'm trying to do, and basically, uh, they're gonna be put in effect. But I just have to wait on God for them to really just get me to uh, 
you receive the, the event of it, you know, result of it, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, and so I think all the day I was looking at uh, the news, I saw how, you know, this world around here is getting kind of cold and and uh, people got to be aware of the surroundings that what's going on. You got to protect yourself from this cold around here. You know, uh, we don't want to be, you know, going to you know, anybody's funeral, you know, that people yeah, out here, man. Yeah, you're weather. That's so true. Yeah. yeah, this weather's pretty bad, man, you know, and, and you got to take care of yourself, man. If you don't have any kind of way of, of getting shelter, man, you know, uh, I know a lot of people don't have relatives taking goals, and, you know, and let them, you know, spend the night and just get out of some of these freezing cold out here, man. And they got a place downtown that you can go, you know, get off the street, you know. Yeah, and that's so true. Cold, that's so true. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And, and you know, what you go ahead and talk about it, what are some of the things they need when downtown? What are some of the things they need? What are some of the things they need as you, you know, you talk about the Clement weather? What are some of the well, things that people need? Um, I believe it's, uh, you know, like stuff like shoes and socks or coats, uh, I I was looking at the news the other day. I think over there in uh, Industrial Street, it was something like a taco shop. They were giving away free jackets. And this man was giving away free coats, man. You know that's 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 the main source of you know, protection. You gotta protect yourself by having your nice jacket. You know, the jackets are insulated and they keep a lot of coal off of you. Um, the lady says she ran out of coat, but somebody um, supplied some more coats the next day, and they say it was open to anybody to come by if you need a jacket. They need a nice, warm jacket. And then the other thing, uh, I believe that's uh, something like a blanket. These blankets. Coats, blankets, shoes, socks, hats. Keeping your head warm, keeping it warm, keeping the cold off your head. You know that's basic. That's how I would see. You know? <laughs> and but really, when it starts dropping off in the you know twenties and the teens, man, it's real dangerous because number one, your blood you know can't circulate through your body, man. And, you get frostbitten, you know, frostbitten in your hands and your feet. They get cold. And basically, if any, any uh, skin that's in the effect of the cold and then the blood doesn't circulate to the body, and then you get thermal, thermal freezing, you know. And basically, you... Uh, have to go get your these paws amputated, man. You know that's that's pretty bad, man. You know, and then most time you stand out there at nighttime, basically find them dead, man. You know, that's that's real, that's real tragic, man. You know. 
ministry that we are part of, and that's that freedom, brother, to know that hey, I don't, I can't do all this, and I don't need to do all this. It takes freedom to know that. So some people thinking that they the only way they can do it, and that's the only way they can do it right. And if you ain't there with me, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> no, brother, you you got this thing wrong. And if people don't want to come alongside you, so what? A lot of people call that control issue. Yeah. You know, control. But I believe God gives you the freedom of choice. And basically, I, I could see that God is not in one place. He's everywhere. He's not yeah. in one special church. He's everywhere. He's all yeah, He's through. everywhere, man. And, and we have everywhere. to realize that. We have to realize that the God is he's, he, he, I'm not present. The same God we serve here in Dallas, he's the same one that's in California, New York, or Florida. We can't say, hey, I left Dallas and now I, I left the presence of God. No, brother, you got this thing twisted. Our God is, yeah. is everywhere. I'm not present. And we have to realize that the same God that watched over us here is the one that's going to watch over us over there. So I, when I go to jail, man, these brothers down there, these are killers, man. These are robbers. These are rapists. But I go out and I know that God is with me with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not fearful. I'm mindful. I'm cautious. I'm alert. But I'm not going to be fearful. And that's the way we have to go about life, man. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm alert. I'm mindful. But I ain't going to be fearful. Because God be for me. Who could be against me? And, you know, you have to, you have to uh, uh, set that as a, as a principle in your life and a good foundation. Because a lot of times, you know, we we quote all these beautiful scriptures and and know these beautiful scriptures, but we don't want to apply them in our life. Because so so when something happens, we panic. Oh, we don't have enough money. Oh, we don't have enough resources. Oh, we don't have enough this here. No, you don't have enough, and you never will have enough. I come to the conclusion, Ricky, I ain't never got enough for anything. You know what I'm saying? I got gas in the car, but it ain't enough. I got money in the bank, but it ain't enough. I got a house with a roof over my head, but it ain't enough. But I'm going to be content in all things. You know how some people they get a house, they want a bigger house. You get a car, you want a better car. You got money, you want more money. People ain't never, it's never enough. But you got to let them you be get content. a job, they want another job. They want yeah. to, you want a bigger job, more position. They keep pushing, yeah. pushing, you know. And, you know, and I believe and, and sometimes, that, sometimes you got to just be satisfied with something that God gave you until you, you know, and, you know, uh, they kind of sometimes you do things in your own flesh and it's not really of God. I, that's the way I put it. Yeah. A lot of I people agree, doing I agree things in their flesh, you know, and, and, and basically sometimes people do, God is really not in it. They're, they're just doing it on their own accord. You know, and then I'll God will let you do it so long, and then eventually he'll knock you on your head to try to wake you up to Rick. You realize you ain't doing this because of me and my my power that I put installed on you until you're not doing really what I've told you to do, and then I'm going to wake you up and understand you've got to go back on this path that I sent you on, you know. And, and it's a lot of people involved in some of the activities that they do, yeah, they're doing it. They do things. They offend people, and a lot of you know until you know God really be say you shake you up and say, hey, hey, listen to me, listen to me, get back on track. You know, 
And when yeah. they get back on track, some people might call it repentance. A lot of people and a lot of ministers have to repent. They have to repent and ask God to forgive me because I'm not doing what you really told me to do. So basically, I'm asking God to forgive me. I'm a mighty man of God, but also I got to also ask God to talk to me and ask me to, you know, I'm I'm sorry for not listening to you. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody got to listen to God, you know? And that's so true. And that's I, so true, you know? And, and you mm-hmm. know, that's why God will surround us with people like, man, that, that you can uh, listen to and, and draw off of, you know, because no man is an island. We need someone, and that's why I thank God for you because, man, you've been knowing each other a while, and we can tell each other things, and we can tell each other that we're wrong about some things, and we also can validate when someone's right about some things. We're never too high that we just overlook each, uh, uh, certain things, you know. You're never too low that you don't pay attention. And so and that's what you have to do as a Christian, as a believer, just as a friend. You know, because, yeah. uh, Brother Dad, you've been with me for quite a while, and, you know, you're a co-host on the program. If you don't call in for weeks or whatever it may be, we don't worry about that. We say, okay, brother, call in when you get a chance. It ain't like, hey, man, you need to be there. You, if not, I'm moving you on. You know, stuff like that. Okay. That's what you talk about, control issues, you know. No, brother, this is all volunteer. Cause I thank God for using me. I may not want to do this sometime, you know. but uh, And that's what ministry is about, man. Supporting each other, caring for each other, and then just uh, making room for each other. You know, that's what it is, man. Ministry, you need to make room for your brothers. Because sometimes God blesses us with ministry, with op- opportunity, and we feel like that we don't have no room for no one else. Oh, no, no, this is my call. I got to do this on my own. Yes, you need to, but your God don't want you to be a, out there by yourself. Even Moses, great man of God. He, his, his brother-in-law spoke, his father-in-law spoke to him and said, Moses, the work is too great for you. You need to get some help. Moses said, no, this is God, Billy. God is all the help I need. Yes, he is. But God also put surround you with like-minded men and women. And guess what? And if it's for you, can't nobody take it from you. Some people think, oh, they're going to take my anointing. They're going to take my position. They're going to take my ministry. That ain't yours. This is all belong to God. And if they do happen to get a hold to it, they ain't going to use it like you. How the hell somebody took something from you and they find out they didn't even work out, they don't even keep it long. Hmm. They run off with something that belonged to you before you know where what happened to that? Oh, I, 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 it wasn't no good. I, I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No, because you, <laughs> you tried to get something that wasn't yours and God wouldn't let you have it. We'll take it. We'll get it. But God is not going to honor that or bless that thing. And he'll make that thing so... Irritating and aggravating to you that you let it go. You have to come. So, you know, you have to come back to earth. You yeah. come back to earth. Really, you are on yeah. your head. And I think they call it puffed up. Yes, yeah, where we use being puffed up. Yeah, a lot of people are puffed yeah. up. You know, they're yeah. puffed up. I'm the greatest this and I'm the greatest. I think everybody. I think even the Pope got to go to somebody, ask somebody. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's so true. And I'm going to tell you a little secret, brother. Um, when you just talk a little secret that all the things that I do don't always work out. I done had places to tell me to get up out of here. I done had places to tell me that it ain't going to work. I done had places and people that walk out on me. But guess what? I'm still doing the work of the ministry. Those same people that told me now to get out of here, it ain't going to work. They still trying to find where, uh, where they fit in at. But I'm still going on with the 
with the work at hand. I still encourage those people, hey, brother, come on. You still want to be with me, brother? What's going on? I know things going to work out for you. I don't ever say nothing bad about them because this is God's business. But I let them know that regardless of what's going on in your life or what people say about you, you've got to continue the path and the plans that God have laid for you. So time, so many times we quit because other people don't agree with what we're doing. They don't support what we're doing. And but and that's something that's a soul searching deal. But if God be for you, man, you got to go on with the plan. Remember, Amen. people walked out on Jesus, but he didn't stop. Yeah. He didn't stop. Remember, he went to his own yeah, hometown yeah. and they said, "Hey, wait a minute. We know you and your brothers. You you come up here talk about you know, oh God. We saw you playing out there in the yard, and then you said that you have this relationship with God, and we older than you, and we have more experience than you, and you telling us this, and he wasn't wrong." But people wasn't quite right. They weren't ready to hear it. Now, people will tell you because of your experience and your relationship that you don't have no part of the kingdom or have no part of what God is doing. But you have to stand on God's word. You know, I always say you got to have a thick skin but a soft heart. A thick skin that said that, hey, I'm willing to take the the naysayers and the and and all the insults that's coming at me, but I got a soft heart to love them and to go on with the business that God had chose for me. A lot of people don't understand also too, uh, Reverend Lewis, that they figure that sometimes because you got God, you're not gonna go through things. And and you're gonna go through trials and tribulations and just walk with Christ because you look at it, Christ did the same thing, you know? It's not going to be all gravy all day. You know what I'm saying? It's all going to be good every day. Everything's going everything to be, oh, come on, man, I'm not going But, you know, you're going to have people talk about you, like you said. You're going to have people disagreeing with you. You ain't going to have somebody won't come up and won't fight you one day, Reverend Lewis, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know one guy, man, he was up in the church, man. He was out there preaching, man, and somebody came out of the congregation, man, and, you know, tried to hit him. Hit him in the face. You know what I'm saying? What would make somebody just come up? Just to see. He's just the enemy. They're really what it is. Go there. He talks to him. Go there and hit him. Go there and hit him in the face. I just don't like you. You know? That's crazy, that brother. Dang. Brother, dang, we got a guest that's going to be calling here in a few minutes. Here, This is Minister Michael Flemings. He's a great community, uh, uh, community activist and organizer. He's going to come in and share some things with us. He's no stranger to our program, but we thank God that he's uh, going to be with us at the last minute. Our other guests are not available today, so we will try to bring them back in. But Michael mm-hmm. Fleming is going to, uh, he's going to come in and, and lend his voice to the program. And so we want to thank him for what he's doing and what God has laid on his heart. We want to thank all our listening audience for continually to listen to the program. We pray that we're saying something to encourage you to continue the journey that God set you on, that uh, continue to uh, be obedient to the calling, continue to be steadfast and unmovable, abide in the word of God. You know, we don't take this lightly, Brother Daniel. We've been doing this a number of years, but we we always feel like it's our first time because we want to do it unto the Lord. You know, even though we've been doing it for a while, we want it to be fresh and want it to be relevant for uh, such a time as this. We got a lot of things going on in society. We got a lot of things going on in the world, but yet we want to be mindful of God. We got our guests on the line here. We're going to bring them on. 
Good morning. This is Mr. Lewis, your Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. This is Carvel Bowen. Good morning, Mr. Bowen. God bless you. God bless. Thank you God for bless. calling Good in. Good to you this morning. Yes, God bless definitely. you. We're so happy for you to be a part of our weekly internet program, a program to inform you, to encourage you, to challenge you to be about our father's business, an outreach program for jail, prison, street, and community affairs. So, Mr. Bond, let us know what's going on in in the, the kingdom that God has put to your hands to do. Well, uh, right now I'm a community organizer that's working with uh, Texas Organizing Project. But um, I've been doing many efforts along the way. Um been working with Michael Flemons. Dr. Flemons has done a lot of um, work with many different uh, organizations, and we're trying to carry that on in different manners, trying to, uh, like you said, the outreach to more uh, impoverished communities, marginalized communities, people that are not getting reached out to as much. You know, the churches, they do a good job. We need them in place as the main infrastructure to really hold up the communities. But we got to have people going out to the doors. we got to have people reaching out to people and getting them involved because that's when the community thrives is when the community is actually involved. So we have to get out and address people. We've gotten um, in this society at this day, it seems like that uh, we've gotten away from being personable with each other, even our own neighbors. So uh, one thing that I mainly work on is um, canvassing. I do a lot of different canvassing efforts with different organizations as um, well as independently for myself. And sometimes it's political-based, but sometimes we have to do it issue-based. Like if there's a certain community that has an issue with, uh, you know, maybe it's West Dallas with some housing issues or something like that, then uh, we get out there and we try to poll the community. We try to get their input as well as their involvement to see if we can, you know, maybe build a coalition or get them involved with a, a current coalition or whatever group is, you know, working towards that effort. And so just getting the people out, mobilizing the people, that's that's mainly what I try to focus on, mobilizing people, getting them under, uh, getting them behind different efforts. Hey, man, uh, hey, I don't know. know hey, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say I didn't know if uh, Dr. Flemings would add on more or not, but I don't know if he's joined or not this morning. Uh, no, he's not on the line just yet. So, uh, but we'll be waiting for him to come in and so get at Now, now you said something that's very dear to my heart: community organizing. Because sometimes we're in a community and we see things are going on, whether it's a trash pickup or whether it's a, a lot that's not been well maintained or whatever it may be, and we don't know what to do about situations like that. Are you involved in something like that? And if you are, how can we go about resolving this problem in our local community? Well, the thing about resolving the issues in, in those local communities is about just seeing who is doing the work first in those communities. You know, if there's a church that's already organizing behind the effort, then maybe other organizations can get out behind that co- church or whatever coalition has been built behind that effort. You know, um, Texas Organizing Project, they're a social justice organization, and they try to get behind different efforts that are already going on as well as the ones that they're fighting for as well. But um, and I and I maybe say the last part of your question one more time, so I don't want to miss answering exactly what you had asked me. Oh, I said, how could we as a community, as a uh, uh, someone that's uh, that need that have a concern, address these needs that's uh, that's in our community? How well, can we okay, get involved? So, so right now, uh, uh, yeah, right now, Sandy, the uh, it's gun violence at night. You can hear. Uh, 
gunshots all over. I'm concerned about that. Who do I need to address that besides uh, the my local police officers? Is there other communities, other activists, or other agencies that are addressing those needs, maybe reaching out to our young men and women or whoever could be causing this? Well, the first thing I would always encourage. Well, yeah, of course, most definitely. Uh, Like I say, a lot of times I I use the word coalition a lot because sometimes you have an issue, like say if if it's shootings in South Dallas, then you might have three or four organizations over there that have already gotten together to try to initiate some efforts. I don't know. It might be some small things like town halls that they start off with or something like that. I mean, it has to start with that because you have to start with getting people together. You know, if you're talking about just the individual that lives on the street that's hearing the shooting, they, you know, if nobody has reached out to them, they have to reach out. And I always encourage them reaching out to, you know, whatever church is in the area first, if, if they have good leadership, all like that, try to get them involved. And then usually the church will carry it on to a bigger level, like a coalition of people, coalition of churches or other organizations. But you, you have uh, – like I say, as far as just that community level issue stuff, I have to I would have to say organizations like Texas Organizing Project fight for those type of uh, organizations, fight for those type of issues. Uh, you have other organizations out there that that fight for issues of the community. I think uh, Next Generation Action Network is one that's seen on TV a lot. Right. Yeah, we're familiar and, uh, with them. Yeah, I, I think they're mainly towards like police. Um, police brutality and shootings, but uh, I know they have other divisions going on, a division called Excel, where they're trying to do some community-level stuff for the youth. And um, But, I mean, honestly, it, it comes down to maybe, like, it may just be a neighborhood association. It's really the most effective when you have the actual community members getting together. You know, if you have a if you have an HOA or a neighborhood association that's in that area, yes. I would suggest that those groups are knocking doors first before anybody. Like, honestly, you know, church, churches, I feel, should have outreach programs where they're trying to, you know, if they know it's an issue in their community, if they, you know, if I'm a church in South Dallas and I know that we have certain issues going on, I would be trying to get, you know, not just my church members out, but more community members out focused around that issue, you know, whether it just be a general meeting, getting people's input. Once once people give their input, then they feel more involved to actually participate in, and take on other efforts. But their input has to be asked for first. Hello? Okay, okay. okay. All right. Hey, yeah, you know what? You gave me some good uh, – excuse me? You, you, you gave uh, me some good information there. We have Brother Daniel on the line. Uh, Brother Daniel, you had a question? Yeah, I got a question to ask. Hello, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, my name is uh, uh Daniel. And uh, I asked, I need to ask you a question now. I've been uh, I've been living in Dallas, man, all my life. And uh, I live in certain areas around. I know this, you know. I, I basically I know I know everybody almost around this area because I have worked at a at a high school over there in South Dallas. And, Basically, a lot of those kids, man, they kind of got real close to me, and I know a lot of their family members and their grandkids. And, and uh, so what I'm saying is uh, for the past eight or nine months, I've been noticing that South Dallas basically seems to be uh, receding uh, into uh, a real bad uh pitfalls of uh, crime issues, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of drug, uh, you know, 
stuff being done. I see a lot of community stuff like uh, this car wash up there on Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. I see a lot of, you know, gang activities that goes on from the north, uh, East Dallas to the Present Grove situation. And also I'm seeing a lot of influx of a lot of, uh, Anglo people that basically is coming into South Dallas, and basically I don't know what's going on. And they had a drive-by a couple of days ago that this this older lady was shot by some people that came by her house. And you know, and 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 and, and it seems like this issue is getting out of hand. That people basically cannot enjoy life without having to walk around and being fearful and, you know, the, you know, the elderly people, you know, and, and the kids too, you know, that this stuff is going on and I cannot live my life in freedom without being, you know, uh, you know, just being, I'm not saying being fearful, but you got to be leery of stuff that's happening around you. So what do you, what do you think that, can be done in order to address some of these um, things that have been happening. Well, I would I would like to speak to that uh, and say that we have to use the police. You know, we have to we have to call the police. First of all, a lot of our community members have gotten away from calling the police, so we have to call the police. But at the same time, we have to have groups that are watching the police to make sure that they're policing our communities correctly. So, but, but the, you know, immediately, you know, the members of those communities, they have to speak up. You know, I wouldn't advise somebody to directly speak up to a person that's, you know, cutting up out there like that or, you know, performing dangerous, violent acts, but you have to say something. (laughs) That's where it starts. It starts with saying something. So if, if we don't have community members coming out looking for their neighborhood association, you know, calling the police, you know, going out to town hall meetings when there's uh, meetings going on about these issues, then that's, I mean, that's part of the problem as well. We have to have the people coming out. And if the people don't know, then we have to have these organizations and these groups going to the people and letting them know about it. I mean, I I suggest, I try to work with a lot of neighborhood associations. I try to tell them, go out in your neighborhood and put literature on these people's doors. Let them know that you exist. Let them know you have an organization and you're meeting. And it's for them. This is it's their organization. It's their community. But I mean, you know, to take care of the violence, we have to have police involved. We can't, you know. But I mean, there are other efforts that I'm looking into getting into as well, like community policing. I think we need to build that back up. Something similar to what, kind of like, you know. And I, when I say this, I know people get apprehensive, but like the Black Panthers, kind of like what they were doing. There has to be efforts. There has, we have to be standing up for ourselves in some sort of fashion. And when I say that, I mean, like, as far as just speaking up when we see something and all of that. And I agree with you. Yeah. See something, say something, be involved in life. And I like what you were saying. I like that line of community. We have to be a, a active, and we have to kind of, like, uh, be responsible for our neighborhood. Even though we may see things falling down, Brother Daniel, I know what you're saying, but sometimes we feel powerless. And so coalition – 
bringing the community together, bringing our uh, uh, spiritual leaders together, bringing our community head organizers together. I like what you're, you're saying on it. We have uh, uh, Minister Flemings on the line. He's going to chime in on what we're discussing. Minister Flemings, you're on the net. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Lewis. Uh, Rachel, I'm sitting here listening. I was listening to you guys, you and Brother Daniel, earlier. We're talking about uh, how sometimes uh, the church, and I'm not talking about no denomination, because God didn't create any denomination. I remember Apostle Paul saying, don't you know that you, you are the tabernacle, the church of the living God. He dwells in you. And I want you to go, they go you therefore, the great commission, to go into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the world. It is a ever widening enlarging territory. God said, enlarge your territory. Because God wants to, to, to manifest his his power and his grace and his mercy and he chose to work through us. And so if we become true sinners, then the powers of be are taking over our community. And God said we have to take it by force. So I I knew from the goal first, a long time. To be the sign that district, the Trinity Baptist Church, and we came together. And Mr. Joe has been doing a wonderful work in the community and organizing and going down to the, the juvenile uh, uh, youth uh, and so forth to attend to our children who are looking for love and looking for a healer and power and on the streets seeking out the lost. Because Jesus gave up everything and he came down and entered himself to be a servant. Uh, he left the 99 and was find the one lost sheep. And we have many lost sheep, and people are hurting, lost, and lonely among many, and looking for a shepherd. And all our shepherds are sitting in a building uh, uh, demanding uh, that they have a car bought for them, demanding that they raise money for them. Huh? And, and, and you're saying something Mr. Fleming. I, I agree with you on that there. So and that is so true there. And, and I like I, I, and I, Mr. Fleming, I love what you're doing because you you have your hand on the pulse of society and the community, and you're attempting to make a difference. But you're not doing this alone. I like it how you continue to bring other people in to what you're doing, and, and that power in number. And I will uh, guess this on today. And I'm afraid I didn't catch your name. So what's your name? Oh, his name Harvell Bowen. Mr. Yes. Bowen, Brother Bowen, thank you, thank you for sharing, Brother Bowen. Now, exactly. Now, what is the uh, uh, the uh, your organization that you're with, or what are you doing? Because uh, I know you said it briefly, but for the recap for our listening audience, some people just tune in. What uh, give us some information regarding you and your organization, or who are you a part of? Well, well, currently I'm working with Texas Organizing Project, and. I say that because that is one of the more well-known groups in the area. They've collaborated with other groups on many different initiatives. They're right now working on things for the mass incarceration. But as far as the community level events, I'm getting I'm getting with Minister Fleming, and right now we're, I'm working on a strategy group that's um, around surrounded around canvassing and actually getting out to the doors. And we're okay. hoping to do that for many different reasons, but primarily for, you know, getting people out for these issues. That's what we're trying to do. We have to get the people out. If we, if 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 the people are abandoning the assembly, like kind of like what the Bible says, you can't you can't afford to abandon the assembly because I mean that's where your power is at when the people come together. 
Now, when you're so saying that you're going out canvassing, uh, okay, excuse me. When you say you're going out canvassing, are you just trying to get a pulse on the feeling of, hey, you go up there and you say, hey, these are some issues that, uh, that uh, what are issues do you want to address in the neighborhood? Is that the kind of canvassing you're doing? Or are you trying to let people know that, hey, that we having a meeting, or, uh, a coalition is being formed, would you like to come out? Exactly what are you doing when you're canvassing? Well, it's all of that. It's exactly everything that you said plus more. I mean, like you said, okay. you started out with get a pulse. <laughs> that that's first of all, we gotta get a pulse, period. We gotta make sure these people are alive. You know, if they like you know, <laughs> I like that. We gotta have the people. We gotta assemble together. If if we're not assembled together, and kinda of like what uh what Mr. Flemings was saying, if I mean, you know, if you have a shepherd that ha- you know, has a church or whatever and if they're losing people, parishioners, you know, part of the congregation, they need to be going out sucking those people back out. You know, there needs to be efforts to bring people in to organizations. And we have to do that. We've gotten, our society has gotten into individualism. We've gone away yeah. from the whole community. We don't believe in community anymore. We don't believe in being friendly to our neighbors anymore. All of that hey, stuff. Know, we, we have to... That, that is so true. I'm sorry, but I was just thinking about it because a few years ago I got in with a Habitat. You know, Habitat men, they were coming in, and they were actually building uh, uh, some ramps for senior citizens in our neighborhood in Joppe, and it was right across the street mm-hmm. from our church. And, and I thought I was thinking about, why do other organizations, other groups have to come in your community and, and do the thing that you ought to be doing? Why don't you partner with them? You don't have the resources or the connections, but find out what they're doing and how you can be involved in it. And sure enough, when I started asking them and, and, and saying what they were up to, they said, well, we're willing to give you the resources if you're willing to target people. We make sure that their homes are on, that everything is clear, Tyler, you know, but we want to be an assistance to our elderly and disabled residents. But we need churches to take over this. We don't want to do this. We want other churches to do it. And, you know, come to find out exactly. that many churches want to be involved in that. They said, well, we don't want to do that there. No, man, these people, they got the resources. They got the connections. They want, they looking for laborers to do this. They got a, they got people that got money that say, hey, we're willing to pour into a neighborhood if we can find an organization that that's willing to do the thing that the organization, that the community needs. We want our community to be, uh, be valid. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I just wanted to chime in on that just real quick because what you okay, just said ahead. just then, that, that, that's exactly what's needed. If the church, if, if your church is too small to actually start a program like that, just partner with the people that have the resources. But what the church would do is go out and knock on the doors and talk to the people and find out who needs the services, who can use the yeah. services the most, you know, all like that. Just That's all that has to be done. And it's true. I've done that, and, you know. And then they even say, uh-huh. hey, you, "If you know anybody that will that need this here, we'll we'll just make sure that the house is there because we don't want to do something and end up losing the house. And we're willing to come in, and we'd have had people home free model senior citizens that lived in the house for so many years, and they own the house, come in there, put new doors on, paint the exterior, paint the interior, put new cabinets in, and all those things there. Just cost us mm-hmm. a." a just cause you target them and God show favor to you and to an organization to do things like that. So I know what you mean. I know it works. I know it works. Yes, sir. But it, it has to be it has to be people that stay on top of it. You know, I think that a lot of us um, lose our fervor sometimes because you know there is a lot of you know stressors now and a lot of uh, discouragement that happens just from the way that people react just from when you approach them sometimes. 
um, you know, the way that people feel about the church in this day and age now and the way they feel about, you know, neighborly love and community and all like that. I, it's just, I don't know, We the people are backing away from those values, so it is making it harder to connect with the people, but that's the only thing we have left to keep our communities intact is trying to keep uh, connected with the people. You know, like you were saying earlier, the canvassing efforts that I want to do with uh, Dr. Fleming and, and, you know, everybody else, other organizations, I want to make sure that we're just still trying to reach out to the people. Like you said, like you started off the show with outreach, you know, it has to be about that. We can't let that go. If we let that go, if the organizations let that go and the churches let that go, then it's, it's all over with. There, there will be no community anymore. Oh, that is so true. Well, and you know what? You said something earlier, too, about the uh, the mass incarceration. I do jail ministry downtown and also the prison, and I see the uh, the recidivism rate, how the brothers are continually to come in and out, and it breaks my heart. And I said, don't you believe in what's going on? But they said, we believe what the resources are there and the organizations are not there. I believe in God, but when I get out of here, I have no one to assist me in these efforts. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like that because our brother get out, they don't have no license. They don't have no place to stay. they limited in where they could go. And then, they, they do, then we want them to be successful. How can you be successful when I can't sleep at night? I don't have no food on my table. My family mm-hmm. don't need me no more because the wife, she'd have been paying bills so many years without me. So now I don't, I'm a burden. I'm like a child now. I go home and she's telling me, I'll be too much, telling me to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know? and, so, and I like <laughs> yeah. what you said. Well, I mean, the thing about it is every, if we can get the churches back to just focusing on their neighborhoods again, if you, if we can just get the, you know, with the number of churches we have, if we can just get our churches just focused on servicing certain, you know, communities, certain, you know, blocks, you know, anything like that, certain streets, whatever, their, their facilities. Can, can I add a point to, can I add a oh, yeah. point to what I'm saying? Okay, now, a lot of y'all uh, uh, really don't know what's going on between the you know, uh, South Dallas area. You know you know what's going on? No, I, I'm listening. Okay. There's a, there's a plight now in South Dallas to uh, basically, um, they want to uh, buy back this property, these properties in South Dallas and refurbish this land around the fair part. And so what's happening now, uh, you know, close to 20 years ago, the property is choice real estate uh, and the, the houses and the homes and, you know, and the surrounding areas were real bad shape. So what happened was a lot of these people that was in the community leaders and stuff, they kind of, you know, worked against the, the cause in order to try to you know, get some of these properties that was coming in this land. So what happened, in came the drugs, and in came the the gangs, and in came the investors after the properties got devaluated. You know what I'm saying? So right now what's happening now is choice real estate, and there was a flurs of white flight, and now there's a white influx. You know what I'm saying? They want to come back and claim what used to be theirs, but they gave away, and now we didn't take care of, and now they want to come back. 
Well, that, that's so what I thought you were talking what about. What we have now, we have we have the churches that's around in these areas. I can see about about forty or fifty different churches in their neighborhood over there, but I could see that why didn't the people realize what was happening a long time ago? Well, see, and, and, and I'm glad like, you brought that up. I'm sorry, I, I just want to say real quick. And, and, and give some clarification on that. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, on, on the he's talking about gentrification that's going on in South Dallas, and that's exactly what's happening. Um, I mean, the thing about it is the way that we can directly combat that right now, like he said, all those churches we have in South Dallas, we need we need to have a, a mobile effort where we just get those churches just get out and knock on the doors of the of the of the streets that surround your church and make sure, like you were talking about earlier, see if these people own their homes. Try to give them a little encouragement and a little bit of information on how not to just sell their home cheap, but, you know, look at a couple of different things before they enter a contract into selling their home to somebody or something like that. Give them, you know, a connection. I don't know anybody who's directly, I mean, I know a couple of people that are working with housing efforts, but I haven't seen the, you know, any organization that's really helping our impoverished people. You know, that's that's what I'm scared about because a lot of these organizations that deal with the housing efforts, it seems like they're kind of also working with <laughs> the the white people who are doing the gentrification. I, I hate to say it like that. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but, you know, I haven't seen anybody really helping from their heart. Like the, the big CDC, the corporate development corporations, all this stuff, um, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't advise to go directly to one of them, but I would advise our churches to educate the people on not selling their property. And, and that's so true. I tell you, uh, we're about ready uh, to end this here program here. We get, we're going to sign off here at the 9 o'clock hour. But I want to thank you for being a guest on the program. Uh, and I and I I like the uh, the line of uh, conversation that we're having this morning. We're 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 seeing a need, and we're having some people and some organizations that's addressing those needs. There. Sometimes we just want to throw our hands up and holler, <laughs> but yet we don't have to do that. We can be involved in the life of a community. We can make a difference. You know, as we talk about how good God is, we not only need to talk about it, but we need to be about our Father's business. And I want to thank you and Minister Fleming and everyone else that's working with you to make a difference in the life of the community. Organization, canvassing, looking and see where the needs are, taking a puzzle. Like you say, you want to make sure that there's still life in the community. <laughs> I love that right there, taking yeah. a puzzle and just making sure. What, well, what are you concerned with? Sometimes I learned a long time ago, I go in there trying to do something that people ain't concerned about. Why would I want, you know, I'm talking, you're talking about uh, 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 this lot is over there, but yet you got houses that's being, uh, that's being taken over. You know, sometimes we we focus it on the wrong thing, but when you see what the community is about, you get more people that's willing to be involved in it. And, and that's the way you start things. So thank you for what you're doing. Hey, I'd love for you to, uh, 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 to tell me more about this. I have your number here. I'd like to call you. Uh, offline, and we talk more about this here because that, I'm uh, I'm very committed and sincere about this because if it had not been for people like yourselves and people like I would be where I am today. I'm talking about incarceration. I was in jail. I was on my way to prison, homelessness, life of the community. I remember when I grew up that our mother, she struggled with some financial single parent, and we could always go to our church, and the church had those resources. Like they got uh, food banks now. Really, the food bank used to be the church. Family used to go to the church. 
or the local community gets resources that you need, and you didn't need a whole lot of paperwork. They knew that you, they knew that you were part of the community, and we knew that once we got better, that we were to support those organizations that supported us. People now don't have a sense of connection, like you stated earlier. We don't seem like we're a part of nothing. We need to get that back. Yes, yes, most definitely. I, I thank y'all for having me on the show, and I just want to say what you said. Definitely give me a call. I, I want to work with everybody. I think that me and Mr. Flemings, I think that uh, we have some good ideas that maybe we can help the different churches, but we can come up with a way to come up with an effort all together, maybe and build a coalition or something and, and actually build a, a big, massive canvas where we go out to the whole South Dallas or something like that and give out some information. And, because a lot of times people aren't concerned until they have that first conversation. Yeah. And so... And then sometimes people feel like they're the only one concerned until they find out that other people got a whole list of people they got their name there. Do you mean they 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 concerned mm-hmm. with it too? So I understand what you're saying. I understand, and I pray that everything go well. That you'll be very successful at what you're doing, and that you'll that your ministry, your organization, makes a difference in the lives of the community. Thank you, thank you. Blessings to everyone. Thank y'all for having us today, and uh, we'll definitely be working with y'all. All right, God bless you, God bless you. Thank you. Well, what a great conversation that we had here. And we want to thank Minister Fleming for inviting our guest on this morning. Brother Daniel, thank you very much for the powerful comments and observation that you made this morning. And we're getting ready to log off here. And we want to thank you once again, listen, audience. Well, the phone bank was filled up. A lot of people listened to the program. And you, too, can go back and listen to this program. It's entire in our archive section, free on the inside, uh, forward slash Lewis and Joel Lewis and go back and listen to this program and being carried. The uh, our guest is a uh, uh, very active in the community. Uh, I'm afraid that I, I can't give you his number because he didn't give it to me to give to you. So we just have to ask him to come. Oh, hey, do you have a number, sir? Do you have a number? I can, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. that. Yes, sir. It's, okay, uh, what's your name? Give, tell seven. us your name, your name, and then your number. Okay, I'm sorry about that, everyone. Uh, my name is Carvel. It's C-A-R-V-E-L-L, last name Bowens, B-O-W-E-N-S, and you can give me a call at 972-997-1026. And if anybody does use Instagram that's listening out there, um, they can uh, find me at activist1914, just the word activist itself, 1914. And, you know, you can find me by my name on Facebook, Carvel Bourne. You can send me a message on there if you need to, or you can reach out directly to me. Hey, man. Well, God Amen. bless you, Mr. Mr. Boy. You've been a great guest. We look forward to having you come back again to keep us up to date on what's going on and some things that we need to do uh, to assist you in the community and some things that may, we may be aware of that I can give some people some uh, some information that they can use on to get them confident and peace and let them know that they're not in this by themselves. Minister Fleming, God bless you. Thank you. You know I'm going to talk to you again offline. Brother Daniel, you have a great day in the Lord, and thank you for your comments. Thank you for supporting this program each and every week. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, dear Lord, for our guests on this morning, uh, Mr. Barnell, dear Lord, how he have a desire and a need, dear Lord, to uh, reach into our community. Dear Lord, our community is hurting. 
the Lord, we need some help on some things. We need faithful men, the Lord, that's willing to go beyond themselves, the Lord, and reach into the lives of others. The Lord, we pray that He that you give him the resource he needs. You surround him with like minded people, the Lord. Let what they do make a difference in the name of Jesus. The Lord, as we ready in this program, we ask you to be with each and every one of us. Let us have a blessed day. Let us be a blessing to someone and in turn let the blessing come back to us. And we promptly give you the praise and the glory. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Listen to another great show of Free on the Inside. Enjoy the balance of your day. Amen. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.